The Spirit Aligns Our Emotions with Christ, a teaching by Lourdes Pinto given to the men of the Love Crucified community on November 10, 2022. Okay, I'd like to, to consecrate this teaching I'm giving you, my beautiful brothers, to our Mother of Sorrows, and to Jesus, our love crucified, the Man of Sorrows. This week I felt a movement in my heart thinking of you, and I was thinking for the last few months in the Mother's Group, I began to, to teach the women about the second nail of crucifixion. And I just felt this prompting from God that it's time. <laughs> it's time, Lord, is to, to go to the men. Our men need to enter the, the second nail of crucifixion. So tonight, I'd like to, to give you like an introduction into this nail, into the purification of our emotions. The second nail of crucifixion is the purification of our emotions. It integrates our emotions into Christ so that we no longer live reacting from our emotions, but we live our emotions according to his will. We have now arrived, as the Lord has taught us, at the deepest purification of a soul. On December 28th, 2021, the Lord gave us a message, a teaching on this second nail. I'm going to read it to you. And then we're going to go a little deeper into, into this. The Lord said, At the core of every human person are their feelings and emotions. At the core of every wound, desire, and expectation are feelings and emotions. Every sin is brought about by reacting to one's feelings and emotions. The purification of a soul's emotions is the deepest purification of a soul the purification of the essence of your being. As you choose to no longer react nor even act from your feelings and emotions, your interior gaze is focused on me, on seeking only God's will. It requires a profound interior attentiveness to the deepest stirrings within your being. This deep interior contemplation can only be lived by souls who have entered a life of silence and prayer. You now begin to know yourself in God. You come to understand 
that nothing good can come from you, but only from God. I asked the Lord, my Lord, how do you die to all your feelings and emotions? They are part of all men. He said, your feelings and emotions do not die, but your will discerns them according to God's will and for his glory. You choose for love of me to allow the spirit to align your feelings and emotions to please me in all things and to aid in the salvation of countless souls. You are no longer driven by your feelings and emotions. You choose to deny yourself solely to please me in all things. My brothers, from the beginning of the simple path, the Holy Spirit has taken us to travel into our hearts and to become very attentive, first to our wounds and all the infection buried deep within our wounds which includes our disordered tendencies, desires, and expectations rooted in the lies we have come to believe about ourselves. We have lived the process of self-discovery through the light of the Holy Spirit, coming to know who we have become that we are not. So we can, little by little, die to this person and rise in Christ to the new men and women in the image and likeness of God. So let us begin to understand emotions. The six primary emotions are sadness, anger, Guilt, fear, love, and happiness. Other emotions include surprise, disgust, amusement, contempt, contentment, embarrassment, excitement, pride and achievement, relief, satisfaction, and shame. And it goes on. Emotions, my brothers, affect our relationships and the decisions we make. Our emotions create the fabric of our emotional life, which is complex. They are also very connected with our wounds. Therefore, we can understand why the Lord brought us first from the beginning of the simple path, chapter two, to know our wounds and the deep infection in each of our wounds, and then brought us through a process of healing and deliverance. Dr. David Ekman wrote an article entitled, 
the Holy Spirit and our emotions. And he explains the significance of emotions. He writes, Emotions are closer to us than air. They are ever present. They are the ever present current within us. They define the inner world and give us continual commentary on the outer world. Awareness of life even starts with emotions. Life demands an understanding of emotions. They are closer to us than our skin, than the air we breathe. Emotions are as constant and present as the weather surrounding us. We need to understand and manage them. He goes on to say, Emotions come with great intensity. Most of us struggle with our emotions. We cannot flee from our feelings. Therefore, we must deal with them. The place of emotion is a significant issue within the pages of the Bible. The management of emotions is critical to the spiritual life. No wonder the Lord is bringing the whole concept and understanding of our emotions into the simple path in the second nail. It's critical to our spiritual life. One of the ministries of the Spirit of God is to mold the human ability to have emotions into an instrument for the display of Christ's character. A very practical understanding of the Holy Spirit's role relative to our emotions will lead to a deeper understanding of the spiritual life. End of quote. That is exactly what the Lord was saying to us in the message I read to you. He's bringing us to an attentiveness to know our emotions, but to begin to know our emotions in him, for him. It is the spirit, my brothers, who unites us to Jesus Christ and his redemptive work and integrates our emotions into Christ to live them according to his will. St. Paul makes this clear in Galatians 5, 22 to 24. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. 
the catechism of the Catholic Church says the emotions as the passions. So St. Paul is saying the work of the Holy Spirit is to bring all of us, our emotional being, our sexual being, our mind, all of us integrated into Christ to be fully transformed in him. So the Lord in the simple path has been walking us through a process of this. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. So let's enter a little bit Jesus' emotions. The gospel reveals the beauty of Jesus' emotions. Yet many times we overlook his emotions. An article from Christianity Today, The Emotions of Jesus, states this. The gospel writers paint their portraits of Jesus using a kaleidoscope of brilliant emotional colors. Jesus felt compassion. He was angry, indignant, and consumed with zeal. He was troubled, greatly distressed, very sorrowful, as we prayed in the rosary today, deeply moved and grieved. He sighed, he wept, he sobbed, he groaned, he was in agony, he was surprised and amazed, he rejoiced very greatly and was full of joy, he greatly desired and he loved. This is a true man, a woman. In our quest to be like Jesus, we often overlook his emotions. Jesus reveals what it means to be fully human and made in the image of God. His emotions reflect the image of God without any deficiency or distortion. Now listen carefully. When we compare our own emotional lives to his, we become aware of our need for a transformation of our emotions so that we can be fully human as he is. That's exactly what the Lord is telling us in the message I read to you. The Lord said to us, As you choose, see, it's a choice of our will, my brothers, as you choose to no longer react nor even act from your feelings and emotions, your gaze is focused on me, on seeking my my will. And then he tells us it requires an interior attentiveness. This is what he's been working on us from the beginning of the path. Coming to know ourselves, coming to know what is in our hearts. He is connecting all of us so we are in harmony as one with Him. It is 
very, very common in all of us because of our woundedness to be disconnected from our emotions to different degrees. And that's what I'm going to speak about now, the importance of being connected emotionally. The Catechism of the Catholic Church makes this very clear. In number 1764, our church teaches this. It states that our emotions form the passageway and ensure the connection between the life of the senses and the life of the mind. Our Lord called man's heart the source from the source from which the emotions spring. Mark 7:21 end of the quote of the catechism. Therefore my brothers Being connected with our emotions is being connected with our hearts, which is the essence of being connected with ourselves. If we are not connected with our emotions, we live disconnected from ourselves and others. As we have learned from the simple path to union with God, we live disconnected from our emotions when we live from our wounds. The first thing the Lord brings us to discover in our wounds is the pain we buried in our hearts as children when we were hurt. As long as that pain, which is the emotion of sorrow, of anger, of fear, as long as those emotions are buried still in our hearts, we are disconnected from our emotions and we cannot be fully men and women created in the image and likeness of God, we are still broken and distorted and disconnected. We're not in harmony. The expression, the great disconnect, describes a person who lives from the mind, but is disconnected from their heart. This is so common especially in men. They can live by the mind, the intellect, but there is a disconnect between the mind and the heart. It's not in harmony. It's not connected. As long as men and women, but this is a much bigger problem with men, live disconnected, You're not fully living your manhood. And this the Lord brings to redeem. He brings to connect us in him. Since children do not know what to do with the intense emotions of sadness, anger, fear, or shame, their coping mechanism becomes stuffing their emotions 
and creating a disconnect between the senses and the mind. Because many boys have been raised with the lie, boys do not cry, many men live disconnected from their emotions, especially sadness and fear. The result is that we live driven by our emotions. Our emotions control us and drive us to vice and sin, not virtue. In the field of psychology, avoidance refers to any action designed to prevent the occurrence of an uncomfortable emotion such as fear, sadness, or shame. For example, a person may try to avoid difficult emotions through the use of substances or disassociation. Disassociation is a disconnection between a person's sensory experience, thoughts, sense of self, or personal history. Research shows that people with post-traumatic stress disorder often try to avoid or push away their emotions. Both emotions about a traumatic experience and emotions in general. My brothers, post-traumatic stress disorder is not just for people that were, let's say, horribly abused. It's most of us that experience profound wounds, that experience not being loved, not being accepted, not being affirmed. As young children, that was a trauma. And there was a disconnection. The simple path to union with God, the Lord begins through the power of the Holy Spirit and our yes to open our hearts to bring us into these places to connect us in him. So how do we become connected to our emotions, my brothers? First, we need to begin to pay attention to our bodily sensations. Emotions are many times expressed in our body. For example, anger. Anger rises upward from the waist to the neck as a warm sense of energy. I think anger is one most of us feel because it's so strong many times. It's that, that saying that says, in the heat of the argument, you feel it in your body. You Sometimes if you're so angry, you feel it in your hands. You want to punch something. Um, anger, you feel it in your body. Sadness, on the other hand, can be felt as a heaviness a physical pain in the chest and heart, often referred to as a heartache, a broken heart. Sadness can generate a feeling of a lump in the throat, result in tears. Sadness is characterized by feelings of disappointment, grief, hopelessness, disinterest, dampened mood. How many times do you say, or think 
I'm in a bad mood. I want you, whenever you think of yourself in a bad mood or a good mood, that's very general. Ask yourself, here comes our question. Why am I in a bad mood? What specific emotion is going on in my heart? Am I angry? Am I frustrated? Am I irritated? Try to name the feeling, the emotion, my brothers. Ask yourself. It's not okay to just say, I'm sorry, because I was in a bad mood and I took it out on my wife, on my children, and then go to confession and say I was in a bad mood. That doesn't transform us. The Lord always takes us deep. Why? Why am I in this mood? What is happening? What emotion am I feeling? We can even feel moral disgust. That's when people observe others engaging in behaviors that they find distasteful, immoral, or evil. And the body language there can be turning away from that person or separating yourself. So we have to ask the question, what am I feeling? This is very much connected to the path in chapter three, when we had to ask the question, why, according to our wounds, when the Lord was teaching us to connect with our wounds. Now we have to do the same thing with the emotions. We have to ask, why am I experiencing this anger? frustration, sadness, depression, irritation, fear. Why did I yell? Why did I hide? Why did I begin to sweat? Why am I so tense? Why do I feel like I want to run away? Why do I want to avoid this person? Why do I justify myself? Why can't I sleep? Why do I keep having the same recurring dream over and over again? Why am I anxious? The why always takes us deep and opens the door to give permission to the Holy Spirit to enter. Jesus teaches us a simple way to purify our emotions. The way I began to live the second nail was I got the messages from the Lord. And especially when I was extremely angry or extremely sad, I would sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament and start to read the the words of the Lord. And I would begin to give this sorrow to the Lord and say, why, my Lord, why am I feeling so sad? And as I asked the Lord, he begins to take me. And I began to discover, my brothers, that all my emotions 
are rooted in my self-love. First and foremost, he showed me in my own sadness that it's usually because there's a desire I have, there's an expectation I have that wasn't met. So I feel sadness. But what's amazing is what the Lord is teaching me. He says, okay, integrate that sadness in me. And now live that sadness, not for you, but live it for my will. And all of a sudden, that sadness takes away the focus of me and brings me to see that sorrow in the Lord. Without even realizing it, it's so subtle. It's such a beautiful work of the Holy Spirit. He begins to move my own emotions to begin to see all my emotions in Christ, including my anger. And and I want to leave anger for a separate talk because anger is such an important emotion. And we really need to learn to live our the emotion of anger well because it's so important to be fully the men and women, victim souls he's created us to be. So I'm going to save anger for a whole different talk. But this is what I wanted to just give you tonight. And I'm going to stop here. And I do want to say that in ending, one of the messages from January 20th, 2022, reminded me a lot of Orlando's testimony that he gave last week that I thought it was so important because the Lord said this to us. He said, the purification of the human heart can only be accomplished through divine grace obtained through my death and resurrection. It requires a soul to allow my grace to unveil her many patterns of sin clothed in false piety and goodness. You see, my brothers, all of us are clothed in false piety. It's a falsehood. And the beauty of Orlando's testimony last week was He opened his heart. And I believe he received that grace because he began to really be transparent with his accompaniment. Orlando began to really look at himself and open his heart up. And the fruit of that opening the heart was the grace he received, the illumination. The spirit begins to reveal to Orlando his pride, his arrogance, his self-will. He even shared with us his accompaniment, Hector, told him, get on your knees and ask forgiveness to Marcela. I love that sharing, especially as a mother of the cross. (laughs) 
And it was so beautiful, the honesty, the transparency of our brother. And it just, I thought how amazing that he could tell all of us. It took me one year, one year to say, I'm sorry. And he did it, but it took him one year. He was able, the mask of the false piety of the good guy came off. And the Lord says, look, Orlando, look at your pride. Look at your arrogance. Look at your, in- if we cannot say, I am sorry to the person we've hurt. We are full of pride still. There's a hardness of heart. There is a falsehood in us. And the Lord reveals that to Orlando because he opened his heart. You see. Orlando, that is what the Lord's talking about here. He began to unveil the falsehood in our brother. Glory to God. And now what happened to Orlando? We saw a new man. The falsehood came off. So now the true man can come forth. But until we all see our own hardness of heart, until we all see our own pride, our own falsehood that we have clothed ourselves in and allow the spirit to unveil us, we remain the old men and women. We're not dying. Orlando began to die. And I thank him for that testimony. That is courage. And now the Lord is taking us deeper into our emotions. And this requires, again, us having the courage to really get in touch and really look at all our emotions without justifying ourselves. Any of you come home in a bad mood because you had a terrible day at work, I get it. But you cannot justify or I a bad mood. That is what the Lord is saying. That bad mood is reacting from your frustration, reacting from your irritation, reacting from your anger. And the Lord is saying, okay, my brothers, my my daughters and sons, let's look at our emotions. And this is the deepest purification of the soul. My brothers, this is so exciting. If we truly have been living the path, we are becoming saints, the new men and women. The prophecy, the the Montfort, Montfort. St. Louis de Montfort, thank you, that there will be many saints of the end times. That's what the Lord is telling us. So this is exciting, my brothers. We're in the deepest purification of the soul. That means if we truly respond to the Lord and have the courage to go deep, and expose ourselves completely. We are all going to die and live as saints. 
And I am here as your spiritual mother tonight, as one with our blessed mother, because that's what she did with all the men. The women sometimes, you know, get it a little sooner, right? And the beauty that that God put a man and a woman together is to help one another. And Mary helped all those apostles, all those men with her feminine heart in this transformation. And so I'm here tonight, united to our Blessed Mother, hopefully moving through her, with her, and in her, to encourage you to go deep and to begin to live this second nail. God bless you. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.